Guys, did you hear it's uh, K2SO's birthday today? The I didn't know droids yeah. have birthdays, huh? <laughs> the droids, droids have birthdays? They, uh, manufacture date, probably. There you, uh, go. There you go. There you go. But yeah, Alan Tudyk's birthday today, the day that we're recording. Um, quick question. What Outside of K2SO, outside of Star Wars, what other roles have you... I mean, he's got like two over 200 credits on his IMDb. What other things do you have you guys liked that he's been in? Sonny, I robot. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, a Knight's Tale. He was like the crazy, uh, the crazy squire. Oh yeah, yeah. What? What? Yes. Yeah. He Wait. was in uh, Dodgeball too, wasn't he? The pirate. Yep, Steve the oh, pirate. No, He's Steve all over the place, man. He does that, everything. Yeah, that's okay, my. That, that was definitely going to be mine. Um, okay, good. can I change my answer? Steve the pirate <laughs> is awesome, man. Her. I was so bummed when he cut his hair at the end. Um, right. Firefly, of course. Firefly Ed, yes. is great. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. DB reminds me that he was in uh, Twenty Eight Days with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I've never watched it, but she tells me that's where she knows him from. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never watched it. I'll pass. Did you see the TV show he did called? I think it was Con Life or something like that. No. Where it followed him around going to Comic Cons, it was pretty hilarious. Oh no way! They really? were like eight-minute episodes. You can find them out there. I don't remember what it was on. There's so many different streaming services, but it was something with Alan Tudyk, and it had to do with him going to conventions. And he had like this crazy convention agent lady that wasn't his real agent that would like put him <laughs> in the worst hotels and stuff. It was very funny. Nice. I'm gonna find that. Which uh, which I, which I've heard actually happens. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's hey man. That's why I do so well. I just treat the guest stars <laughs> like human beings, and you're already doing better than fifty percent of the conventions out there. Amen, amen. Well, he's definitely a, a fan favorite, and uh, has got quite the storied uh, career so far. But let's get into the episode, guys. Um, all right, welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader checking in. Who else do we have tonight? Brown two. Brown four checking in. All right, and tonight. Uh, last week we did a kind of a giant size collection corner uh, episode with uh, the Star Wars toy collector, uh, but this week we actually have a uh, an honored guest on tonight, um, Mr. Michael Havens himself, the uh, creator of ICCC. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Here I am with all these rebels, huh? Being the Imperial Commissary. <laughs> <at> least, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Michael is the creator of ICCC, um, which is the Impar- Imperial Commissary. Uh, is it Collectibles Convention? Uh, collectors Convention. But collectors yeah, Convention. It's, uh, Thank you. it's a mouthful. ICCC. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, first, you did your first one in 2018, and you've uh, become Tennessee's premier sci-fi collector and fan convention. Um, yeah. And then the other really cool thing, which I know we're going to touch on during the episode, is that you are 100% locally owned and produced by collectors yes. um, and not corporations, which is very cool. And uh, we're definitely going to dive into that. So, but uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So first thing we always ask our guest is, what does Star Wars mean to you? Uh, Star Wars. All right. Star Wars, as much as, like, if you follow me online or something, sometimes I give a little bit of grief to Luke Skywalker, but Star Wars is really that Luke Skywalker story, and uh, it 
it means that anyone from anywhere, no matter how small they might think they are or how small of the places they might think they come from, can literally impact the entire galaxy. And that's what's beautiful about the show. That's what is the hope that they always talk about in Star Wars. That's what it is. And uh, if you can carry that with you, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I, I am a pretty positive person. And I think it's because of stuff like that. Because you never know. You never know around what corner Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to come knocking on your door. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that's why I like Harry Potter a lot, too. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for my Hogwarts letter. but <laughs> I just got that imagination. Maybe I saw Figment at Disney World too many times. I don't know. Could be. Could be. But that's Star Wars, man. Star Wars means hope. That's what it means. In one word. Just hope. Great answer. Thank you. So, Scruffy, I know you had a long list of questions uh, that you wanted to get rolling on. Absolutely. Hey, uh, first of all, man, I'd like to say thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, you know, come to the show. I no, I appreciate it, man. Busy. I do want to say straight out to you guys, you know, during this pandemic and everything and during all these times that we've gone through, guys like you that grow this hobby are the most important part of this hobby. You guys get together, you record your podcast, and you give people something to listen to, something to do from either the comfort of their own homes or the comfort of traffic. So believe me, I know you guys keep saying thank you, and I sure appreciate it, but I mean, you guys are the ones doing, today, you guys are the ones doing the big job. So I really appreciate it, and never never sell yourself short on it. It's something really special that you create. So, you know, thank you for having me. All right, now go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, DB and I are the big collectors, uh, you know, my collection. I can see behind you there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's grown. What you see is just a fraction of what's still sitting in in storage in the back of the basement here. But uh, I'm working on getting it out. Uh, I'm going to be selling some stuff in the uh, lobby of the hotel there. I'm excited to uh, sell a few things off and start picking up some more vintage as I want to get more focused on that vintage collection because, you know, that's what reminds me of my childhood. Right. So uh, yeah, but uh, you know, we're, as you know, we're all looking forward to the show. Um, yeah, I've been to a couple celebrations. I've been to a couple of the, uh, as you refer, corporate conventions, and I just know how expensive that gets. You know, I mean, I'm two thousand dollars into it with a VIP badge and hotel, and I haven't even left the house yet. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I just I know how expensive that that gets really fast. And living up here, we're we're all up in northern Michigan. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you guys got, got some good toys up there. I've had some wild finds in northern Michigan. For some reason, you guys are a little pocket of Star Wars. Yeah, most of it's in Scruffy's basement, though. That's the problem. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> a chunk of it? A good chunk of it made it to the basement here, yeah. <laughs> well, we're up in Traverse City, if you're familiar with that. Traverse City, yeah, for sure. Actually, um, in my real life, I own a trucking company and containerized freight, so I okay. do logistics, and I move products for Chrysler. So, of course, if it's in Michigan, I know where it's at. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, uh, so as you know, being up in northern Michigan, you know, you got to drive five, you know, between four and six, seven hours to even get to, uh, get to someplace that would have a big convention. Yep. Uh, the furthest I've driven was 12 hours down to Indianapolis for a Celebration 3, and wow, did that get expensive fast. Oh, yeah. So we're really excited about, you know, the fact that, you know, it's not it's not a big expense to get to, you know, the ICC in Nashville. You got some yeah, great I appreciate prices. that. 
That's what we're going for. <laughs> yeah. And you know, also, you know, just the you know the, the pricing on those autographs, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about the um, you know the ICC. You know, when you know you said you got it started in 2018. Yeah. Um, well, the idea came out in 2017. I was at a corporate convention. I won't mention the name, but uh, we've all been to it. Um, and I, I still go to it. I happen to be lucky enough in my life where I'm in a position where I can take that three thousand, four thousand dollar hit. Um, so I go and I enjoy it and it's wonderful. They put it on, but I was there and I had a $750 badge around my neck, $750 badge around my wife's neck. We were sitting in a VIP room where we just purchased our own food from the kiosk. I had a $37 plate of orange chicken in front of me. I wouldn't have fed my worst enemy and I'm drinking a $9 Coca-Cola and I slammed the Coca-Cola down on the table and I go, we can do this better. We can do this way better. It is just such, there is so much corporate overhead that they just rob everyone. I mean, for $750, for example, let's do a comparison between this corporate convention's VIP ticket and ICC Con's VIP ticket. Okay. The corporate Con's VIP ticket, it gets you in an hour early every single day. It gets you into the Con store for an own special purchasing session. And uh, it also gets you into the VIP room, which has folding metal chairs, some tables and a tepid water cooler in the corner that's 750 bucks at any corporate convention and that's even a fair price when they go up they're probably like a thousand dollars now i don't know that was back in 2017. um so you come to icc con you spend 500 bucks it comes with exclusives um that get shipped to you it comes with the exclusive badge exclusive lanyard exclusive special packaging wait till you guys see this when it starts hitting hashtags and stuff it's nuts the vip setup um and then you get your food the entire weekend you get served a catered lunch saturday and sunday you get soda water food snacks chips granola bars soda pies ice cream all that stuff is included in free now, you also get first dibs on the exclusives, unlike everywhere else. And the exclusives are actually exclusives. We have 150, 250, and they're all numbered, something like that. It's not like, nothing against pops. I know people love pops, but if you ever have seen an exclusive pop, you know those are usually 60,000 or more. So it's not that exclusive, because um, there's 60,000 of them. We try to keep the numbers really low because we're collector nerds, and that's the whole point, is the chase, you know? So we also give VIPs the ability to get that. If they get those, then they could pay for their VIP ticket very easily by selling those again. Um, so we just make sure that if you really want to hustle and do that collecting and hustling, I mean, there's some of us that we will be there. New Black Series is coming out. We're there at Kmart three hours early, just standing right in front of the door. That's <laughs> And if you want to be that hustler, there you go. If you want to be that hustler, you can literally do VIP for completely free just by buying extra stuff that you don't need because you already got yours, you know, and then selling it literally that night on the floor. Um, so that's that's the difference in those two things. Plus, you get an entire day on Friday with only 350 people in the building. So instead of 10,000 people in the building like a convention, you have 350 and you have all the guest stars all the vendor booths, all the club tables, everything's on. You have a full-size convention to yourself. That's the difference. And now the reason why you see that difference is because our board of directors, which is non-existent, 
but our board of directors is called the leadership team. And this leadership team is made out of just straight nerds. Our head of security, um, he collects, uh, what does he collect? Because I'm like, why do you collect that? Uh, it's uh, uh, not Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat figures, the new Mortal Kombat figures, which I guess are hard to find. Um, and he collects some Boba Fett stuff, you know, and baseball cards. But he also happens to be an Army Ranger, you know? So he's very good for leading a security detail full of the best security guards in the world. Or uh, the best, literally, Army, Navy, Special Forces, everything. Our security is insane. Um, but that's another thing. I'm not worried about that I have a good insurance policy that covers me if anything goes wrong. I'm worried about something going wrong because I don't want that on my head. I don't want that to happen. So I waste money on, like, way too much security. Um, then you go over, you look at my convention manager, Philip Brown. Great guy from California, happened to be an Imperial Commissary member. He used to listen to my podcast, and I said it on a podcast once. I was like, well, I'm going to try to do this convention down here in Tennessee, and I'm going to put William Shatner in a barn, and there's a dirt floor. And if anybody knows how to do conventions, please give me a call. And uh, Philip Brown gave me a call, and he's like, hey, man, I always listen to your podcast. I don't know if you need help or not, but uh, I do all the giant conventions for the Rotary Club of America. I'm like, bros, heck yeah, sign me up. But he collects modern. He has all like all the vintage, and he's really into probots is his thing. He has a massive probot collection. Um, but that's what happens is you you guys know, all, all of us nerds, in order to uh, support our massively debilitating habits, uh, have to have real-life jobs. Uh, so these guys happen to have the real-life jobs that perfectly fit I mean, my wife was the controller for uh, this huge GM dealership in Murfreesboro for like 20 years. But she does all of the background, all the Excel spreadsheets and taxes and accounting and all that stuff. So she's in the accounting office going at it. You know what I mean? But she is uh, very, very good at that. You know what I mean? Like, that's her real job. Or it used to be. She retired and bought a toy store or something I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fun i get cool collections that walk in the door so i'll be like oh i need that but i don't know she it was uh but still i have the best people in the industry in their specific departments and the reason why is because they happen to collect star wars toys and happen to be on the imperial commissary the imperial commissary is where it all started and that's just Facebook groups. And originally, man, back in 2015, our first IC meetup was in Kentucky at a toy store. And it had 14 people. We had pizzas. And I played on an old, like, you remember the projectors from school? The Yeah. So I had the Revenge of the Jedi movie trailer. And I played that on a wall. There were 14 people there. And we had pizza. And that was the very first IC meetup. And those IC meetups kept growing and growing and growing until they got so big. I went and I was like, all right, we need to do just an IC meetup. We'll do it in Tennessee. I'll get like 2,000, 3,000 square foot plates. I ended up going in looking at a place for 4,000 square feet down in Franklin. And they were like, okay, the 4,000 square feet is X amount of dollars. Now for literally, I think it was $4,000 more, I got 178,000 square feet. Oh. 
So I just wow. said, whatever, why not? So I started cold calling IMDB and being like, hi, my name is Mike Havens. I'm throwing a con in Nashville. Uh, are you available? You know, how much? And that was a mistake. I'll tell you. Because uh, whenever you just call 1-800-AGENT and be like, how much? They're like, $8 million, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I did get a bunch of Star Trek folk and stuff like that. And uh, I did. I was able to get a couple Star Wars people. And then those Star Wars people, like I said, man, a lot of conventions are not kind to the guest stars. And because we are, they tell their friends who have told their friends and their friends and so on and so forth for these past five years we've been doing it. And uh, those friends of friends of friends have started to be Anthony Daniels and Ian McDiarmid and, you know, Ashley Eckstein and Matt Lantner and you know what I mean? So it's it's grown so much and it's just snowballed so much. And honestly, it's just because, well, all right. When you guys have somebody over to see your collection or something, you treat them nice. You get them a soda. You ask them if they want a seat. You know, maybe you order some pizzas. That's all it is. It's just treating people decently. And unfortunately, the way the world is today, that's such a lost art that people actually are very, very pleased when it happens. And that's all we do for everybody. I mean, for the attendees, for the movie stars, for the staff. We just try to make them have a nice time, man. If you have a smile on your face, you are not going to complain. That's oh, it. That's the whole story, man. It was because I was ticked off over a plate of orange chicken. <laughs> so that's where it started, a plate of orange chicken. Yeah, I will say uh, I had the worst pizza I've ever had at uh, Celebration 3 in Indianapolis. Oh, what did it cost you? <laughs> $29. Ah! Ah! And I that was 16 Listen, years ago. There's a deck twice. in the box, literally a mile and a half from the hotel. Go nuts for eight bucks. Right. You can you can bring it back with you and sit and eat it. I don't care. <laughs> I I couldn't even eat a whole slice. I was starving because, of course, the first day at uh, Indianapolis, I literally spent 14 hours in line. Not even an exaggeration. Not even uh, I was literally in line for 14 hours. All I want to do is do that to hotel. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'll explain to you that after you're done. I, I can, I can tell you, I was at Celebration 3, not with Scruffy. I didn't even know him at that point. Uh, but I wasted an entire day in line at the store and didn't get half of what I wanted to get. I was so disappointed. And I ate at that same pizza place. And, and yeah. And I remember we had to stand outside in the snow to get in that day. Oh, I know. Snow. Like, really? Seriously? That's $60 worth of pizza between the two of you. Mm. Yep. Could have run at a I moped mean, downtown, you know. To be fair, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, know. I could do that on a Friday night by myself, but that's a whole other story. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we are really excited about the uh, the guest list. Uh, you know, I, I remember blowing anywhere from 150 to 200 250 on uh one autograph at some of these other places well see the thing is is with guest stars you're allowed to tack on money and that's how cons make their money but we do not have a rainforest enhanced coffee table i don't own a private jet <laughs> it's not what we're going for so that's the reason i don't pack on any money so when you see the numbers for icc con for any autographs photo ops, whatever that's because we charge zero 
that's that's the way it works. But uh, some people say it's not the smartest thing. But man, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I've been a Disney kid. I don't know if it's the imagination thing. I don't know if it's Luke Skywalker thing. But I honestly believe, as long as the people enjoy themselves, everything else will take care of itself eventually. Now it hasn't worked yet, but it's getting there. Like I mean, I still hemorrhage money every year, but that's life, right? <laughs> it's part of the hobby hemorrhaging cash yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also really excited about some of the other start the people you've invited Jim Swearingen, Kim Simmons, Nancy Flanagan you know those those people behind that childhood oh yeah Nancy Flanagan she was the original sculptor on uh, Wicket and uh, the Imperial Hoth or no Hoth Rebel Commando and uh, Hoth Rebel Commander and a uh, whole bunch of like uh, my my sister used to have the uh, strawberry shortcakes, and Nancy mm-hmm. did like most of those. Um, then you got uh, Jim Swearingen, who's awesome, and he pretty much, well, his his coolest, well, one of his coolest stories. I mean, besides the fact that he made like the kit bash Boba Fett and like did half of the sculpt on the rocket firing Boba Fett and like made Boba Fett a figure. I mean, besides all that stuff, uh, what he did is originally uh, when Star Wars was getting shopped around for the toys, um, I'm sure you guys know this, but uh, it got, uh, maybe your listeners won't, but it got um, passed by for all the big toy companies. All the big toy companies said, no, you guys are a bunch of weirdos. It's space toys. Look at this thing. It's got three eyes. Forget it. And uh, it got passed down, passed down, passed down. What ended up is Jim Swearingen was working for Kenner. But he was like, I'd say like 15th man down. And the script just kept falling off of desks. And he ended up seeing it. I think it was on Bernie Loomis's desk who owned Kenner or ran Kenner. And he said, what are you doing with that? And he said, nothing. So he said, I'm going to take it. So he took it. He went home. He read it. He went back in the next day. said, we have to make this. This will make the company. These are what are the next future of toys and blah, blah, blah. And that's the whole reason why we have the Kenner line of Star Wars is Jim Swearing. And it's because, you know, Jim Swearingen grew up playing with, uh, what was it, Roy Rogers and stuff, which are very close to those kind of Kenner figures. And that's where that mindset comes from. So Jim is an awesome guy to talk to. Um, the 12-inch Boba, he made like a million things. Um, who else did you say? Oh, then you got uh, Kim Simmons. Oh, and Kim Simmons is the dude who took pretty much every single picture on the back or the front of a Star Wars box or figure from like 79 to shoot man past power of the force too and then if you guys buy no you're up north right you don't have kroger you have what is it like maynards or something maynards Maynards, yeah (laughs) i was gonna say if you've seen a kroger ice cream picture that's probably kim simmons too oh Oh, yeah, you did all the Kroger ice cream pictures. Not bad, huh? Taking pictures of Star Wars and then ice cream for your jobs? (laughs) Pretty good life, man. I'll I'll trade it right now. Yeah, right? But we'll have more people coming, and there will be more people announced. You guys want me to give you an exclusive? Absolutely. All right, here. We're going to play a game here. Let me go into my... uh, my Squarespace, and then I will let you choose the, I'll say the, the first letter of the first name of the whatever I got in my hopper. Because see, Philip, he makes the blogs, because I don't even know what a blog is, but he's very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they all end up in my draft hopper. So, all right, here I have one that starts with an S, one that starts with a T, one that starts with a S. So two S's. We'll call the second one that starts with an S a Y. So S, T, Y, or R. Which one do you want? Oh, man. Oh, I, I can't choose. Uh, first, first S. First S. First S. All right. First S. All right. That is going to be Stephen Geds, acclaimed Kenner toy in industry sculptor, appearing at ICCCon 2022. Stephen Geds created the Raincore, Luke Jedi, the <laughs> uh, the what's the thing? Uh, the Crash Monster, Dianoga, Dianoga, um, Luke, uh, Luke Hoth, and Dagobah. Um, oh. So he will be there at ICCCon. I will release him tonight on the IC. So there you go. That is your, oh, your that is official awesome. exclusive yes. for the Brown cool. Yes. Uh, there you go. But um, awesome. he did Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Thundercats, Mad Balls. I actually put that one on there because I remember Mad Balls, and I was like, that's cool. I uh, still have one. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yes, uh, Care Bears, Aliens, G.I. Joe, and Starting Lineup. And... Uh, yeah, he's going to be there. Let me see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That is so awesome. But they're all going to be doing different talks and stuff like that. So it's it's going to be very, very cool. Because this is really for collectors. And these other cons don't do that. I mean, if you think about the other cons, they tend to be... You go in, there's 50 guest stars. And there's three vendor tables. And of those three vendor tables, two are pops and one is like bean juice. Actually, there's five vendor tables. <laughs> two are pops. One is bean juice and ginseng gum with the weird fuzzy backpacks that don't fit books in them. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other one is going to be a Singapore Airlines booth. And they're going to have an insurance booth. And then they'll have a T-Mobile, that stupid T-Mobile pink trailer. <laughs> And it's like, man, that's not. I'm not here to work on my cell phone plan and my car insurance. I'm here to buy toys, and there's none. That's the thing that ICCC has is we're focused on the collector side of things. So not only are our exclusive figures collectible, not only are our guests the people who literally sculpted them and molded them, we actually have some interactive shows on the stage that are incredible. Plus our... Okay, for example, our convention-exclusive figures. We have four different figures. We have a Fat Bib Fortuna, because yes. nobody made one. Why? That's awesome. We've got an Ashoka, because it's awesome, and it's the best one I've ever seen. And it has cloth goods, because we're not heathens living in a hole. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got a Luke Jedi from Mandalorian with big, long green saber, which also has cloth goods. Bib also has cloth goods. And then we have a Boba Fett with the skirt transition Boba Fett thing um, from in between Mando and the Boba Fett, uh, Book of Boba Fett. And uh, they all come in different boxes and packages. They're all handmade by Matt Brookins in America. Everything is sourced here. The artwork on the sides of the boxes and on the packaging and on the card backs and all of that, all the pictures are even taken by Kim Simmons. So even our exclusives are literally the most vintage Star Wars Kenner thing since 1986. Awesome. Yeah. But that's because we're that. nerds, you know? <laughs> yes, we are. I'm not just the founder of ICCC. I'm also a client. 
you know, there's so much new product coming out, uh, but and I love it. Don't get me wrong, but man, that vintage Kenner just has such charm, and the fact that you're yeah. making new vintage Kenner just you know, I was probably 15 before I realized there were toy companies other than Kenner. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, pre-Star Wars, I had all the $6 million man line, which was Kenner. Yeah. And then Star Wars, I mean, that's all I knew as a child. So I'm so stoked for this. Nice, man. But yeah, that's so even the artwork and stuff, man, very Kim Simmons and Poppy Boxes. There's lots of things at this convention. Like, for example, these guys that we're naming off. Anybody who's looking at guest stars or something like that is going to have no idea who they are. But we have a whole big section of them where we're like, this is the founder's room and it's the best spot. And it's, you know what I mean? But it's because we're, that's what we're there for. I'm going to have literally an original Kenner sculptor that will be sculpting an actual figure on stage this year. Oh, like, oh wow. Awesome. That's the kind of convention this is. So... If you need bean juice or a T-Mobile plan, you're going to hate it. But if you like toys, it's for you. You know, I actually remember. I remember at least seeing all five of those uh, at some point in time at one of these conventions. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> and they always have some soda option where it's like, hey, give us $85 and you can drink free soda for the weekend. And it's like, man, why's it got to be $85 or I got to pay $12 for a soda? Why are those the only two choices? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. You want to bring a sandwich and a can of soda? Feel free. Come to ICC's. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, my security's going to look at it and make sure the sandwich don't have a knife in it. But <laughs> bring a sandwich. Just, just some sharp cheddar and that's it yeah that's fine you know you want a little snack during the day bring it with you i don't care right right i don't care so you keep talking about you know all the people that you you know that that are involved in putting this all together how big is your crew that that helps you organize uh this? massive man uh, my security detail is 32 you only see about 12 of them um the rest are just Regular, normal people walking by you that also happen to be, like, Delta Force. (laughs) 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 But you'll never notice them, man. Um, And then uh, we have the leadership team, which is 16, and that's all the departments. So you have, like, video game guy, Dungeons & Dragons guy, video game guys, Justin Wilson. I don't want to name them all off or else what if I forget somebody because I'm not reading them. Right, 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 right. Justin Wilson does video games, but he's, like, a video game influencer on Instagram and really into video games and knows what he's doing. But there's a cool tournament. We have Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, There's a lead for that. There's a lead for the Magic Room. Uh, There's a lead for Warhammer and Tattoos. There's a lead guy, but he's not really, like, ICCC or anything. They come in. Um, the podcast room, there's a leader for that. Jim Orman is the podcast room. Then, uh, we have Jason Annable, which runs the con store. We have my sister that runs the staff. Um, we have, uh, Benjamin Baldwin that runs the, uh, cosplay competition now. So it's like a legit cosplay competition. And, uh, we have, who else? We have Philip Brown, who's the convention manager. We have David Becker, who pretty much makes sure all the tables fit and because i am not great at that um he also makes sure like all the vendors all the clubs get to the right places where they're going all that stuff um then we have 
Well, so we have Hector, who's in charge of swag. He does the swag trading on, I think it's Saturday evenings. They open up a section, and everybody comes and puts out their swag on tables and trades. Um, and then uh, we have Eric Perigini, who is the marketing guy. If you need sponsorships, if you're Coca-Cola or Funko or any of those, you can talk to him, and then he comes to me, and I go, dude, I don't care if they want to give me ten grand. I refuse to have that in the building. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh no sometimes it works out we have wonderful sponsors that do work out you know what i mean we, we really do um but sometimes they don't you know jsa official picks stuff like that they're great and they they do sponsor um it's just you know if it's i don't know there's certain things in this world that don't need to be the sponsors of conventions i think you know what i mean there's something to be said for the immersion and the magic and I don't know, man. That giant pink T-Mobile boot just snaps you right from the magic. It just does because you're like, damn it. Or sorry. You're like, darn it. I've got a cell phone plan. You know what I mean? And who wants to think about that? AT&T hits me for $240 a month or something because I got like four phones because of this thing. But that's another that's an, that's another <laughs> problem. We're, we're doing toys. But um, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just want it to be the nicest convention around and i think everything else takes care of itself i mean it, it has good buzz i mean that's why wonderful guys like you reach out to me because you hear about it from somewhere or something or where'd you hear about it i heard about it uh the uh, back in 2019 i think it was uh you know i was like oh this sounds really cool i'd like to go i'd like to check this out of course covid put a damper on all of our plans for a couple of years there yeah that was a hassle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, bet, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago that uh, Scruffy mentioned it at work, and I'm like, I've never heard of this site. And now a day doesn't go by, I'm not on it 100 times a day. And we talked oh, yeah. about it during COVID. Like, hey, man, we'd love to go to this one in Nashville, but then, you know, COVID oh, yeah. screwed up life. And we all, we all said, we're going to go next year, and here we are. No, that's awesome, man. I, I, I love to hear it because that's what happens. It grows like that over the years. It grows and grows more and more. And then more people tell their friends and then they tell their friends. It's the same thing that happened with the guest stars. It just keeps building. And as long as we keep building it the right way and keep remembering that the number one thing is the people. See, here's the thing. Guest stars and um, attendees are both exactly the same. Because they're coming to our home, Nashville, and they are our guests. And that's, we have to treat them right. It's just, it, it's not up for negotiation. They have to be treated right. So from the top down, we want to treat everybody right. And by doing that, I mean, there's very, I, man, I had one complaint the first year because we had this complaint section at the back of the book. And I literally had one complaint and we all were sitting out there beat up on the last day, you know, after running our first convention ever. We had no idea what we were doing. And uh, we went in the complaint box and we pulled it out. And I go, okay, I read it. I said the one complaint. And literally it said, get the younger Captain Kirk. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I'm saying, man. That's what we're going for. And all these other things will take care of themselves. But that's why you see the cheap autographs that's why you see the more access i mean 
Man, there's no access to guest stars at these big monster conventions. I mean, I saw Harrison Ford once for te 10 seconds across the room, and then he walked away. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was fun, because it was Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. I, for awesome. one, I I'm so glad. I've been to several of the large corporate conventions, and I'm happy that, first of all, you're in Nashville, which is half the distance to Florida for us. Yeah. Um, th there's no way I can go to California for a convention. New York City, um, I'm not going to lie, I was at a Trek convention about 35 years ago, and only because it had to be taking place in the hotel I was in, you know, and some guy gave me his ticket. He couldn't go that day, so I wandered in, you know. Nice. So, you know, you're in a, you're in a nice central location. That That's beautiful. And everything I've read and everything you're telling us tonight is it's people oriented. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's not about those dollar signs. I love what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, it's really not, man. That's not. See, I in real life, I have a trucking company and I own art galleries. Those are my real jobs. Um, when I started getting back into Star Wars about, I'd say, 10 years ago now, um, where I started really heavily collecting and I had expendable income I could blow on Boba Fett's and stuff. Um, that's when I started really getting back into Star Wars. And when I started getting back into Star Wars, I noticed something that was different than when I was younger in collecting. Um, and it was, there's a lot of people that bring anger. And I know it's called the Imperial Commissary, but I... <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a lot of anger in the hobby and cussing in the hobby and people accusing other people of doing bad things just because they were being nice, you know, and I, I don't like that. And I mean, in real life, you know what? I'm 41 year old guy. I can pound back beers with the best of them and I cuss. Absolutely. But if I'm around my mom or around kids, I don't. And that's the way we run the Imperial Commissary. And that's the way I always say it for the rules, the rules of everything. I always say, if you were at a sleepover when you were a kid and the, the dude's mom that you were at the sleepover was going to come down with some brownies or something, Rice Krispie treats, let it be, whatever. But she's going to come down with those. And anything that you say, if that would get you in trouble, you can't say it on any of my boards. You can't show it at any of my stuff. You can't have a booth at the con with half-naked whatevers. It's no. And the reason why is because, man, I go to Star Wars for an escape. There is that in every aspect of our lives. It's in everything. We see it everywhere. Why's it got to be in Star Wars? Star Wars, I didn't think about that stuff when I was eight years old playing toys on the floor. So that's what I'm trying to do because that nostalgia factor, man, the most wonderful part about Disney World is the immersion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it loses something. It loses something when it, I don't know, there's... You see it. We grew up in the same time, guys. And it used to be different. You, It used to be about, you know, Mickey Mouse knowing your name. Not about, like, you know, that'll be $85. No, no, uh, no George Lucas slave Leia's walking around? Well, no, no, no. Those happen, but those are canon. So, okay. all right. What are you going to do? Fair enough. No, no, no. If it's canon and it's cosplay, I understand it. But what I'm saying is, you know how it is, man. Mm -hmm. You know some of these yeah. booths at these conventions, and they got the fox tails that go nowhere. Right. That's never going to happen in my con. Like, that's what I have the 32 security guards for. 
<laughs> so what you're saying is we're all safe to wear our, our Leia slave outfits? Yeah, convention. hey, dude, do you. Awesome. There's a trophy for the cosplay competition this year, man. No, I mean, I, I'm never going to try to stifle anybody. But, I mean, make sure that your loincloth stays where it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm shaped more like a Rancor Keeper than a Slave Leia. So, hey, man, that's uh... all right. Rancor Keeper's hot this year, man. <laughs> Danny Trejo. That's right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was an awesome appearance. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite favorite parts of Book of Boba. They should have done it a week before they closed the HasLab Raincore, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Just be like, we're going to delay the co- close for three weeks. You'll see why. Yeah, we can't <laughs> tell you, but just trust us. Yeah, just three weeks. So uh, tell us about the uh, House of uh, Honors on uh, the 5th of uh, March there. That was actually crazy. Hall of Honors. Hall of Honors. Uh, yes. Hall of Honor, yeah. Um, what happened is, I all right, in the Star Wars world, in every world, there's people that tend to tease other people. So at first, I thought it was a joke. Uh, I got an email that said, congratulations, you have been nominated for the Hall of Honor. It will be a voting system that's voted on by, and it was like a whole bunch of people I never heard of. Um, But I mean, I guess you're not supposed to hear about the people on committees for things, because why would I, right? So I didn't know. I thought it was somebody playing an extremely elaborate joke. You know what I mean? And then it went to an actual real letter with like a stamp. And then it went to an email from some guy that said, hey, do you need this? Do you need this? What's your flight information? What's your, you know, what do you want for a hotel? Blah, 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 blah. So once that started happening, I was like, all right, it's not an elaborate joke anymore. You know what I mean? It's got to be something. So I'm like, all right, what, what could it be that maybe it's something small? Maybe it's just, you know, they're trying to fill it out. I have a lot of Facebook groups about Star Wars. I am pretty connected in the Star Wars world. Maybe they just want that burn in the media from that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, it's Vegas. How could you go wrong? So I give it a shot. So uh, I go out there, and uh, my wife came with me, and she wore a nice dress because I said it would be a nice dinner. So we said, okay. So she wore a nice dress. I wore, you know, a nice shirt and whatever and dockers because I'm that guy. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I went and there were like 80, 100 tables or something, you know, and it was all like really nice. And there was this huge VW bus that was made out of balloons. Like, you know, it cost like four grand for that balloon bus, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so I'm looking around. The food is fantastic. They got a bunch of bars in there. And then all of a sudden, the guy from, you know, Bruce Almighty with the, the monkey that comes out of his, uh, yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden he walks on stage and is like, hi, welcome to the Hall of Honors. And I'm like, holy crap, this is like a legit thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though it's that guy. And they had the dude from uh, Pimp My Ride, not yeah. Exhibit, but the guy that like knew everything. Mad Mike. Like, this is a Kenwood 1500 watt amp with a blah, 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 that dude. And uh, so come, come to find out, this is a huge die cast convention that has a toy show convention on sunday so it's four days of die cast and then a toy show convention at the end um but it's been going on i think 13 years and it's huge huge it's beyond celebration for the die cast world um i had no idea so there's a bunch of people that are getting these different uh things for different categories um you know best pinstriping best uh 
new car, best new Hot Wheel design. Like, they're the design guys from Hot Like, the ICC Con stuff, except for, like, anything diecast Hot Wheels, um, Mattel, all the little cars. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and they start going through, and it's more like broad categories. Because I guess they have this, like, I don't know, idea brain trust circle of leaders of different giant conventions of different specific things. And they all meet up and make these awards for the end thing. So there was like best lighting, best stage audio, best blah, blah, blah. And uh, then I get called up for convention promoter of the year. And uh, it was awesome. I walk up and I'm like, thank you so much. I actually talked to the guy that ran it and before that. And I was like, hey, man, you know, like, I'm really thankful that you gave it to me. But what for? And he said the thing that we did last year with COVID, it ended up blowing us up. And we're on everybody's radar with big conventions because every single big convention took exactly what we did. And that's how they were able to bring back conventions. Because we were the first one out of the box. And it wasn't because we were the smartest or the craziest or the biggest or whatever. It was because we were actual nerds that said, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We will live on. We will survive. You know what I mean? And that's what we did because we didn't know any better. But it ended up being like our UV wands and our masks and the way we had social distancing and the way we would spit people in one side and then spit them out another side so we can keep up with the the legal totals of human beings to have in rooms at certain times. And like there was one thing that people that was the only thing that people even complained even a little bit about last year. And it was, you had to leave one way and then come back another way. The hook was, is the food was after the section you left. And if we allowed people to bring food back into the venue, it turned it into a wedding, which turned it into not a convention, which turned it into 250 people max in the building. So it would have killed us to not have the one way. But nobody really noticed. They just said, oh, that's kind of a stupid way to do it. But they didn't realize that was the only way to do it. And then we had a convention. And it wasn't a super spreader event. And there weren't health emergencies. And it was beautiful. And people that did not see other human beings for a year and a half got to be with their friends and be kids again. And that was just, even though I didn't realize at the time, the impact was so big that it ended up, I got like this ring. I, I think it's in the other room, but I got this ring. I'll send you a picture of it on email, man. But it's like got my name on it, and it's got a huge rock on the top of it with a diamond in the middle of it. Like, it's no joke. And uh, it was all because of this thing that I didn't even realize that we were the ones that did. But we were it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Every other convention came before us as far as the COVID line was concerned. And I didn't know that, but... I guess that has pushed us up in the level of other conventions now because, man, these guys that were at this thing are like, dude that runs San Diego Comic-Con, dude that runs Salt Lake Comic-Con, you know what I mean? And like me, you know, like, I like Star Wars toys, <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. So I don't know. There you go. That is once again, back to your original question. What does Star Wars mean to me? That. You don't even think about it, man. You don't even think about getting in the Millennium Falcon and going to get an X-Wing and a blow up a Death Star when you've never even flown in space before on your own. You just kind of just do it like, eh? And then it works out, and you're like, hey! And everybody's like, here's the medal! 
you know, congratulations. <laughs> and you're like, hey, man, I just kind of shut off my targeting computer and said, eh. <laughs> and then I just let them fly and they hit. So, hey, yeah, me, the hero, you know, but that was that was the thing with the ring. That was the thing with the Hall of Honor. I am beyond honored. They were sweet, wonderful, nice people, kind people. Um, the food was phenomenal. The flight was great. The, the hotel was great. I got no complaints, man. No well, complaints. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you very yeah, much. That, that's awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> so, so I've been uh, I've been watching some videos over the last couple of days before you got on here, and so I've seen a couple of videos of your collection, and that that's that's most impressive, man. Thank you very much. That yes, amazing. I'm a crazy person, man. And I love. I, uh, I love some of those uh, pieces that nobody else would collect. The frisbees. Oh yeah, like the frisbees. The, the pine yeah. saw frisbees. I got yes, all the pine saw frisbees. Man, you know what my biggest hook is right now? I've been trying. It's like I'm four years in, right? I've been looking hard for four years, and I have great connections around the world because of the Imperial Commissary. It's an international Facebook group, and it accounts for more buying, selling, and trading of vintage Star Wars toys that are authentic than even even. So it's massive. Um, so I have good connects. Now, with those good connects, I've only been able to find two. And I have a Wicket and I have an R2. Now, they are Doriana margarine container tops yes. from Argentina. <laughs> and they, those two, I happily paid $400 a piece for. So, wow. literally, right now, I am telling you, for pieces of 40-year-old garbage out on the airwaves, Mike Havens will literally give you $400 a slice. Just for the top, <laughs> it could be cut out. And I will smile at you while I'm doing it the whole time. But uh, no, man, sometimes I get, you know what? Like literally in front of me, because I'm such a crazy person. But I've got like, I buy random stuff. But this is a uh, vintage uh, Mexican uh, Boba Fett comic book. Oh, um, yeah. So the one that came okay. out here with the, the Dengar Boba Fett and uh, Bosque on the front. Yep. I'm drawn, uh, but it's in Spanish. And then I also bought the... Boba Fett Reese's Pieces card back from the Dirty Reese's Pieces box. But yes, I like weird God, stuff. I've got that. I'm super big on weird stuff. I'm trying to look around this room. I'm not even in my collection room, but uh, for weird stuff, I am definitely your guy. Because, I don't know, I find things seem... I am blessed enough that I have seen tons of Star Wars. And tons of it comes across my plate, and I buy and sell and have tons of it and have an awesome collection that I love and I pick and choose and my wife is a Star Wars collector also so I get away with complete murder um, <laughs> but uh, that's why when I see stuff I've never ever seen before I'm like gotta have it, don't care and that's because I see a lot of it so yes, Dorian and Margarine Tops, I have all the Pine Souls so I don't need them but that was a hassle too for oh, sure it was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff wasn't meant to last no, you know what, man? I I did. Uh, Four years later, they got these little ones. They used to come with these chocolates in Argentina, right? And they're little tiny R twos and three POs. And I've been buying those, and I have five now. But talk about something hard to get, and it's just because I happen to see it in one magazine that somebody sent me one time. And I'm like, what's that? And then there's like all these little tiny miniature, and they're made out of lead, man. Talk about no restrictions. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. It's like here's a piece of lead in your chocolate bar. Enjoy R two D two. <laughs> but oh, I like stuff awesome. like that, man, because it shouldn't be there, and that's what makes it great. 
So I know you. I know you love uh, collecting Boa Fett. I know. Uh, yep. I believe your wife loves collecting Jawas. Yep. Uh, what's your favorite piece in your collection? I uh, I'd say my favorite piece. I have uh, a Kim Simmons photo sample Boba Fett, so one from the box um, oh, for the actual awesome. picture. And just because Kim is such a wonderful person, and he has become such a good friend of mine, that uh, I don't know. It's it's that specialness of it. I would also say it's right up there with, believe it or not, my uh, Luke Stormtrooper. The loose one and it's a loose loop stormtrooper and the reason why is my wife gave me that about nine years ago now uh i think it was for christmas or a birthday or something and it actually i think it even had a repro helmet and a repro blaster because she got totally ripped off on ebay but it was okay i didn't even know at the time because it was like i was just getting back into it but she got me that and i was like hey mom do you still have my star wars stuff and then that is what started all of this so I'd say that's my favorite, even though it now has a proper blaster and proper helmet. But still, that little Luke figure, I, if the whole house burned down, it would be that Luke figure I'd take. I'd take the Kim Simmons Boba Fett if I could get my hands on it. And also I would take the B-Wing pilot. I have an AFA-50 carded B-Wing pilot. And uh, I bought it when I was very, very young. And see, I was born in 1980. So I never saw... And I was in Torrington, Connecticut. Talk about a Tatooine-type town. I mean, we had water, but it was pretty much exactly the same other ones. And uh, so I saw it in this toy store, right? And it had this gold coin on it. And I was like, oh, man, that's like a special edition, gold coin, limited edition. I'm going to get it. And, man, I bought that B-Wing pilot, min on card. And I kept it super nice in my closet forever. And I kept it in a box and I kept it with the tissue paper. You know what I mean? Like I took care of it as hard as I could because that was my retirement. I was sure of it. <laughs> and then uh, I got my stuff back from my mom and I found the nice box, all viewing pilot. And it was the first thing I ever sent off to AFA to be graded. And it came back as a 50. So with my very best efforts of my whole life, um, I was able to keep it a 50. And, uh, but that, I don't know, man, that B-Wing pilot brought me, you know, lotto tickets. People don't buy lotto tickets to win the lotto. That's not what you're buying. You're buying the time between when you buy the ticket and when you lose the lotto to dream. And that's yes. exactly what that experience was for me. You know what I mean? It was that, that dream. It gave me that dream. Man, I was going to college. I was like, hey, no worries, man. I don't care. I'll be all right. I got that B-Wing pilot. You know what I mean? But, uh... So it's worth a grand total of the 80 bucks. The Luke Skywalker without his helmet and blasters worth a grand total of probably another 80 bucks. The Kim Simmons Fett is probably worth a fortune. But still, I it's not my top. I would say that B-Wing pilot and that Luke, which are stupid things for the things I have. But that's the way it is. It's not about money. That's not what makes this stuff special. It's about what it means to you. That's it. Amen. And that's Absolutely. why I have greasy peanut butter things from 50 years ago that I paid $100 for because I'm stupid. <laughs> $100? Yeah. That's well, it's really hard to get, man, and it's actually in very good condition because <laughs> this part, and my other one doesn't have this part. Um, I, I have that. After about eight years ago, I paid $35 for it. Yeah, no, it's worth and I, and I thought I was now, man. crack. Yeah. Hundred fifty now, but I got it for. I couldn't pass it up for a hundred bucks. It was too cheap. 
Oh, that's Oops. awesome. And, you know, it's, one of, it's one of those pieces I'll never, I'll never sell. Ah. Well, I've got an extra one now because mine didn't have this top part, so I... <laughs> See? I couldn't tell that you there were six 25-cent packages in this box, and it was cute. <laughs> so I, I had to, you know, throw away a $100 bill for that. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, you know, and it's, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, so I know that you had an hour to spare with us, and we've come up on that time. Um, and if you've got to go, that's that's cool. But uh, if you want to yeah, hang out no, for a few minutes. Yeah, no, you can keep going. Yeah, I can hang out for a bit, man. Okay, because I know based on the way I just go to bed early going. now because I'm old, you know? Sure. We're, so, no, we've got a couple years on you. We yeah. know how that is. Yeah, I gotta, we, are you guys the guys that are like, oh, it's 3 a.m. I'm watching Leno because I am not that guy. Just scruffy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's always one. <laughs> so so yep. we we've done a couple interviews with people from out west, and we have to go on their time. And so like yeah. uh, we've had a couple interviews that went till about 2 a.m., 1 a.m. our time. And yeah, yeah. that's well, well past our bedtime for sure. Well, your guys' bedtime. I went outside, smoked a cigarette, and <laughs> grabbed, a, grabbed a can of Mountain Dew and uh, watched Bad Batch See? for another hour. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so when putting together the cons or, or running the cons, what has been, what were some surprises, some things you didn't expect uh, that you kind of ran into that you were kind of like, oh, wow. Um, I'd say the amount of questions people have just because they refuse to read anything. <laughs> like, we, I, I'd say 90%, yeah, 90% of my questions are like, where do you buy tickets? And it's like, just click the big button on the website that says, <laughs> buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, we all work with the public. We get that. Yeah, but it, it's those things for sure. You know what else, man? I, I got to admit, and nothing against the venue I'm in. I like the venue I'm in. But venues, man, if anybody's ever planning on doing a con, just so you're aware, when the venue tells you 30 grand, it's 60. When they tell you 60, it's 80. When they tell you 100, it's 150. And the reason why is because at the end, it's like, oh, and here's this bill. And it's like 18, 20 grand of just like, Oh, we had to hang this banner here and this garbage can here. And that I didn't expect. I didn't expect, you know what's shocking, man? It's the way stuff adds up. Like, for example, pipe and drape? Pipe and drape. It's cheap. It's like $2 a drape. You know what I mean? And like $3 a pipe or whatever. But by the time you come down to it, when you do pipe and drape on mass scale, it ends up being $14,000 worth of pipe and drape. It's the... Uh, it's the quickness that stuff builds that you don't realize going into it so that would be the most shock i remember the biggest horrible mistake shock was between year one and year two um year one the logo was a card a card back and it had uh like a min on card card back and it had uh the corner of the card back it said iccc it was a four grid and up at the top little corner sliver it said the year so it said 18. Now, I put that logo on everything in the world. Hats, banners, everything. Cups, 
lighters, this, that, the other. I got 40,000. I still, there's somewhere, it's either in one of the storage units, because see, now that Andrea has a store, there's like stuff everywhere. It's either in one of the storage units or my garage or something, but I still have, shoot, man, it's got to be like 8,000 lanyards from year one. And it's just because it's just, I put the wrong logo. Man, I bought this. Like, it was a banner that went behind the stage, and I think it cost something like $800 just for the one banner, because it's so big. And uh, it all says ICCCA 2018. It's completely useless. But me, being the cheap collectory type person I am, I still have them all. Because I'm like, I ain't throwing that up. I paid $800 for that. One day, somebody's going to care. But, like, one day, somebody's going to need a 300-foot-tall banner that says 2018 ICCCA. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe. My house, if, if the roof of my house blew off tonight, I would be dry by the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, how big is the garage and can I hang that in my garage? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need that, a huge vinyl banner, I'm your huckleberry. That, 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 that's, a sick, that's a sick collector of me. I'm like, can I, can I get that? Yeah. Man, believe me, you're talking to a guy that has the Matrix 2 video game giant blockbuster window cling still under his upstairs couch I, I, uh, I, I managed a blockbuster video for many many years and you wouldn't believe the pile of crap I had oh dude you remember the big light up poster cabinets my blockbuster oh, yeah. closed I managed it and it closed when I was there I got everything because they'd be like it's going in the dumpster or whatever and I'd be like I'll take it I've got two of those giant light-up movie things up in my bonus room. Oh, yeah. I even got, dude, I got this Makita drill. They were going to throw away a Makita drill. What? I'm like, let me get that. I still got it. It's, I, like, better as a hammer nowadays, but still. <laughs> I've got the wall graphic from episode two, and it was cool. uh, eight panels. Each panel, I think, is 40 by 27. I literally don't have room to put it across a single wall in my house. Yeah. I it's have beautiful. The, uh, Dude, I think I have that, man. I think I have that under my couch upstairs. Because it's like eight panels, and it's the light blue, right? It's like a Camino scene, yeah. Oh, no, I have the one. I think it has Anakin, little Anakin, the kid, pod racing or something. Maybe it was episode one. But it's a huge, like, eight panel like that, those big... That's how the Matrix Revolutions video game one is, dude. It's just... And that wasn't even the greatest video game, but I still got it. I got several of the window clings that I very carefully scraped off the window. Yeah, man! (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, you remember how there would always be that person too, man? Right at the beginning of the day, and they'd be waiting to get into a black budget, and it was like, what do you need a movie at exactly 10 a.m. for? Right. And they're like standing right out the door. Yep. I tell you what, that was well, the easiest yeah. job I ever had, though. So. Dude, I loved it. I met my wife yeah. at a Blockbuster video. Well, unbeknownst yeah, that, to me, was... so did I. So she Hey, nice, dude. In, she knew me from coming into Blockbuster video before I knew who she was. Nice. See? Yeah, that was me standing out there at 10 a.m. because I wanted to make sure I got that movie to watch tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, man? To be honest, from the interior perspective, 10 a.m. was the best time because you yeah. walked into a full box. Yep. So there was like, doo, 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 and your thing was probably in there. It, it was a smart play. It was annoying as heck, but it was a smart play. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wife my wife and I raised five kids, so I was the 10 a.m. guy too. Because if, yeah. if I could get it for the kids on Friday night, then I was the hero. Yeah, sure enough. 
Uh, that makes you, sense. At least you can say you had five kids to get it for. I'm, I don't. I didn't have any kids <laughs> to get it for. It was all me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, what is something that you still feel like you have yet to achieve with ICCC? What, what's one of those kind of? Oh, I want it to be the biggest convention in the world, man. I want it to be the biggest and the best, and I want to keep it still cheap. I want it to be the only place left on the world where people can go and still be a kid. I want it to be a giant, I don't know, sprawling area of 24-7 all-year con. I want to put a giant techno dance party in the woods behind it and have food trucks and fireworks (laughs) and jets flying over you know what man there's this guy that uh he's on the ic and he happens to also be like a colonel in the air force and uh problem is is he's in charge of the stealth fighters and so he can kind of like bend where they go a little you know and he's gonna fly them over my thing but they go at eighty thousand feet if they come down to where you could see them people would freak out so he's like i can't do it man but so hopefully he'll get like put in charge of f-16s and then forget about it. I'll have X-16s flying over it. But that's what I'm talking about. I want to grow it bigger and better. I want to keep it immersive. And I, dude, the thing is, is more and more people that see it realize it doesn't have to be the other way. That's it. All I'm doing is I am showing them what, like, uh, it's the difference. I don't know, man, like a jet, like a private jet. This is a private jet. You get to hang out with a smaller group of friends. It's much nicer. It's much cleaner. It's much safer than anywhere they put these giant conventions. Um, And uh, you get much more access and you get away with a lot more. Like, I mean, dude, say, say Anthony Daniels is being walked by security between his autograph booth and his photo. And you happen to take a picture with yourself. You're not going to have 12 guys that jump on you, take your phone, delete the picture, and tell you you got to pay 80 bucks. That's the difference, you know? And that's the same thing. I'm sure I don't get to fly privately, but if you did, I'm sure they're not like, hey, man, what's in that carry-on? I'm sure they don't care, <laughs> you know? And uh, that's, that's the benefit of it, and that's what we're offering. But what do I want to do, man? I want to make it so big, but still keep that. Because I think that... I think it's possible. I think it's possible. And I've thought it's possible this whole time, and I'm not dead yet, and I'm not broke yet, so why not, right? That's very I don't know, man. Don't you guys miss it? Don't you remember what it was like to walk into Disney World when you were a little kid? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. As an adult, yes. (laughs) Yeah. As an adult, absolutely. The thing is, is some things... I don't know, man. I was watching the fireworks once, and there was somebody smoking a cigarette behind me. And I don't mind cigarette smoking. But it's Disney World. Mm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Some of those things have gone away. I don't remember the last time I got to walk through Disney World where there wasn't garbage on the floor. Now, I remember when it was back in the day when I was there as a kid, Mickey Mouse would hop out of a hole and take that garbage within a tenth of a second. You know? It just wasn't like that. And... I know they're trying their best, and I know there's tons more people, but 
you make eight billion dollars a year buy more people to take care of the more people there's always more people there's more staff there's more this and more that you got to keep that magic and i feel that sometimes and that's what i i hope and i hope you guys stick with me forever and you call me on it in 10 years if it ends up being a problem but i hope that it never ever goes away from my mind what it was like to be an attendee and i think that has been forgotten by every single large corporate everything 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 man dude i called best buy i called best buy for the computer i'm talking to you right on right now right got no problem with best buy they've been around forever but i call my local best buy because it says they haven't been stocked thing is my local best buy is 30 minutes away so i just want to know do you have this computer in stock so i do not waste an hour of my life for no reason that's it you can't get a hold of your local Best Buy. I dare you. I challenge you. Try to get a hold of an actual person at your local Best Buy. What it does is it routes you through a call center to route you to some guy, and he picks up in Texas in his living room with his dog playing behind him going, Best Buy? And you're like, hey, man, do you have this in stock? And he goes, hey, man, I can't see anything except what it says online because I'm 1,800 miles away from that store. There is no way to even get to a Best Buy anymore. There is no way to get to a Comcast employee. Think about it with everything you guys do. It didn't used to be like that. You used to be able to complain as a customer and someone would hear you and care, but it's gone. So that's all we're doing. We, you know, if you got a complaint, tell us, we'll try our best to make it better, which seems like such a basic, stupid, easy, silly thing, but it is literally the tentpole of this convention treating people like humans and treating customers as if they matter you know i don't know man i don't know it's i guess i don't know i don't mean to be such a bummer but it i think that really has a lot to do with everything i do and i think i'm kind of figuring it out here on this podcast is uh <laughs> yeah i just i really don't like the way that people don't appreciate the people that pay their salaries because they're not directly connected to them you know what i mean i i don't like that but because i am lucky enough to have real jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with star wars and i don't have kids so i don't lose that money or i don't use that money you know what i mean i have extra money that i don't need to save for college or for you know if jimmy breaks his hip or whatever or whatever happens to kids i don't know obviously you can tell <laughs> but uh I'm lucky enough to have that extra money that I can throw into something like this, which yes, it's a passion project and it was a passion project, but it is snowballed so much. I mean, it's, it's really funny because I'll be talking to people in my regular day to day jobs that have no idea I do this at all. And then all of a sudden it'll come up. Like I'll see like a Obi-Wan Kenobi on the shelf behind him. And I'm like, you like Star Wars <laughs> and it's, it's very funny, man. So I don't know. I just, I want something where it's, it's nice for everybody because I think that's all it requires. I think that's all the world requires. You know what? I watched that The Greatest Showman the other day with Hugh Jackman. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But at the end, it said, uh, what did it say? It said, like, the greatest artist ever is the one who can create smiles or something like that or that gives people smiles or I don't know the greatest art one create I, I don't remember what do I know about quotes but I saw it and I'm like you know what that's it that's the whole secret let me ask you guys this have you ever run into anybody in your entire life that you have made happy in some way that it has not benefited you directly 
Yep. That's it. So it's a, it's a simple idea, man. It just, I don't know. It seems like nobody thinks of it anymore. No, I don't think they do. Um, yeah, I want to go to these conventions to escape my daily life. This is supposed to be a time for me to wind down a little bit and relive the childhood, but they seem to be more stressful than they are entertainment. Yeah. Well, that's because they don't care if you stand in line for 15 hours. You know, we have an entire system in place, which is a total hassle that has us take money for tickets and then give the a ticket to the guest star for the autograph and stuff. It's like a whole thing, and you got to explain it to every single guest star and talk them into it every year. But what it does is it alleviates lines. So you're going to ever get in a line, no matter how big the guest star is, and there's going to be 30, 40 people in the line, not 600. Because it has like boarding parties and stuff like this. And that's the thing. People think it's like cutting edge, groundbreaking, but we're just, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Dude, I have stood in a line for Mark Hamill for five and a half hours waiting on an autograph. And the reason why is granted, I wanted to be in the front of the line. That's on me. Mark Hamill is a wonderful signer. And if I would have got in the back of the line, he would have made sure I got my autograph. But still didn't change the fact that my entire day with a $750 badge around my neck was standing on a concrete floor where I didn't move more than a half an inch. That's I laugh not, I know that pain. That's not okay. But I don't know. So anyway, that's what I'm trying to fix. Maybe I'm insane. <laughs> I don't think hey. you're insane because... Hey, I appreciate you, you trying to fix it. Thanks, yeah. brother. <laughs> Everything you do sounds like it's coming from, you know, the other side. You're seeing it from the perspective of the attendee, and and that's that's the magic. That's what makes the difference. I'm, I'm it's just so because I've been an attendee, man. I know how it is. It's yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, and 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 your prices. I mean, I know you went over this earlier, but. Um, they're just outstanding at the big cons. I would sit there for hours and say, can I afford to do one autograph or one picture? And I'm looking at, at your price list going, man, I can do them all if I really want to. This is great. Yeah. And especially since, you know, we've purchased the VIP pass, you know, we get that extra day. I'm so stoked for that. Oh, you guys. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're going to love it. Have you, you haven't even had the pie. You, you don't even know. It's like historic. Dude, I would have done it just for the pie. I'm, you should. I'm telling you. Here's what happened with the pie, right? I get the pie the first year because I get a lady, right? She makes pies here. Buttermilk Sky Pie. They're phenomenal. Anyway, she comes to me the first year goes, we're just opening up and uh, I'd love to give you some pies for your people to eat. And I'm like, all right, free food. Bet, you know? And uh, so she brought the pies and everybody loved them so much. I went back to her the next year and I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to need some pies. Maybe we could do a deal. And and there wasn't really a deal. Like, I mean, it was definitely like the first one's free, you know, <laughs> but everybody is hooked. Man, people would revolt if I didn't have the pies. But she's a sweetheart. She's a nice lady. Her business has grown leaps and bounds and the pie is still top notch and wonderful. But uh, yeah, once you have a slice of the pie, man, you'd be like, holy wow, that was worth it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking forward to more, Anthony Daniels or the pie. I know, right? Dude, I'm telling you. Anthony Daniels, you could see any day on a movie, but the pie is, you know. The pie. (laughs) All right. You know, the first thing we're doing as soon as we get in the door. It's pie time. 
So, so Mike, let me let me ask you this: You've got so much and so many awesome guests. Can you name something that you're most looking forward to? Yeah, uh, on Monday, the leadership team has a after con party at my house. <laughs> 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 no, honestly. Um, it doesn't really work that like that with me. That's why I really like attending the other cons. Um, it's I'm I'm doing stuff the whole time. I mean, it is phenomenal to meet these guest stars. I love the stories they tell. I love to hear the background information. I love to see all my friends. Because see, the thing is, even with the leadership team, it it's all people I'm really really close with. They're family. You know what I mean? Even though a lot of them are friends, or a lot of them are, you know, I meet once a year. But it allows us to all come together once a year. I mean, man, I, I'm so thankful I get to see it. What am I waiting for? I'm waiting to see everybody. I'm waiting to see everybody. These are my friends, and I work with them on this convention and building this magical experience all year long, and I never see them. We don't even do video calls, usually. You know, We all know what we're doing. It's mostly emails. But uh, then we get to hang out and we all get to sit around and we get to, I, I love the times where we're sitting in the back and you don't even see me. And it's like, uh, oh, how are we doing? Oh, they're really liking this. Oh, they're really gravitating towards this guest star. Oh, they're liking this. Oh, this is a problem with this thing. Let's fix this for next year. Let's do that. And that kind of stuff where it's us taking in what the people are experiencing, it's, there is no better feeling. There's no better feeling. I, I equate it to, I don't know, you know, giving to charity. And then not only giving to charity and feeling good like that, but giving to charity and without you saying it, someone being like, holy crap, you gave so much money to charity. And then everybody else hearing it at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's that ultimate thing. And it doesn't make you feel bad about it because you're not the one bragging. All you're doing is standing behind somebody that's in a line that man i have heard like i don't know like this is so much better than blah 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 <laughs> and so much cheaper and i'm just sitting there like ah and i'm right behind <laughs> them like, they don't even know i'm there you know or uh, i'll hear it from one of it because the security guards are everywhere you know so they'll be like oh you know these people were talking in line and they were saying how the blah 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 is better than this con or this con or how the food not only is not a billion dollars but it actually is edible and delicious and the hamburgers are not shaped like a daisy what is that what is that why is what is the disconnect where you can't make a hamburger square or round why has it got to be a daisy what is that what machine makes that thing that's supposedly a hamburger? Some cross-branding thing T-Mobile's trying to do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the Daisy Burger, brought to you by T-Mobile. <laughs> and before you eat that, make sure you get your Geico insurance. Because you probably ain't going to make it. Oh. Uh, and plus, we have Nashville, Tennessee, what? Eight, eight minutes away, eight miles away, something like that. So you've got literally the best party town in the world for people our age. Um, right down the road. Yeah, Mrs. DB is quite upset that she's not going with me. Oh, bring her down, man. Now, this first time around, it's going to be the guys. Maybe next year. I hear you. I hear you. I, I, got, I got a 10-year-old who is quite jealous that I'm going and she's not. So oh, maybe no. next year. Well, you have to figure out what her favorite guest star is, and we'll try to get that person for next year. Uh, can, you, can you get Baby Yoda? She would like to see Baby Yoda. Huh. 
<laughs> that or uh, you get the guy that puts his hand in him. <laughs> <laughs> she she would settle for Ray if you could get Daisy Ridley. And oh yeah, she, Daisy Ridley. Sure, I'm on it. I, I, I would yeah. not be opposed to that either. You know. Yeah, so. no, me neither, man. That should be easy. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely she's definitely a, a sequel generation child. She she loves the. the the most recent movies. Because I'll tell you, the most recent movies, man, that's what really got my wife into Star Wars was the TFA. Like, she yep. knew Star Wars existed. She knew I was a super Star Wars nerd, and she let me do my thing, and she bought me the Luke Skywalker well before that. But she went to the movie theater on an opening night to see a Star Wars movie the first time with TFA. And that experience for a yeah. normal, it's like, what? And then she got into it, and that female lead character was awesome for her. And, man, I I have nothing bad to say about the new movies. I mean, I wish the one in the middle was directed by the same guy that directed the other two. But otherwise, what are you going to do? There were still good parts of the one in the middle. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There was some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was some really oh. weird stuff. Yeah, we we got a whole nother show on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to be nice. I mean, I'm glad they make Star Wars stuff. Don't get me wrong, ever, but yeah, it's not know. all going to be what you want, you know. Whatever. No, yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, we lived through the. Just, too weird. Couple yeah. of those things, just yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we lived through the dark ages when there was no new Star Wars, so we know. Yeah, absolutely. But thankfully, we had Timothy's on during that time to keep us alive. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Scruff, did you have anything else on your list? No, just looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to a convention. Looking forward, looking forward to a convention where I don't need to stress out about so much about uh, reproduction crap being yeah. all over the place. Yeah, no, uh, that's also I, something. Yeah. If we catch it, you get one warning. If you don't do it, then Nat comes and finds you. <laughs> and then you'll notice an empty table for about 45 minutes till I put a bunch of weird stuff on it. And you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. What happened to that guy with his stuff? And it's like, we don't talk about that guy. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like Brown 3. We don't talk yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've come across a few few of those pieces in the last few years and it's, oh, yeah. it sucks it's unfortunate but it is what it is it's terrible and it's everywhere but that's all right as long as we keep fighting against it it'll never win you know if, if the convention is anything like your your facebook pages i mean the people i've interacted with there are just fantastic i've not had a negative interaction once um you know, and if, if that's well, it the is the internet, so give it time. But well, <laughs> no, you know, I've seen some real schmucky stuff on some other sites, but I've, oh, I've I not, hear you, brother. I've not run into that on any of the IC sites. Well, I appreciate that, and that's great. That's see that admin team. That's another twenty-five people I didn't even talk about in the people that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and those twenty-five people run those groups. And yes, when we were first coming up, people would be like. Oh, you police way too hard. Oh, you're too difficult about this. I mean, I somebody had to get muted the other day for saying like a very like a word that like a five year old would say to be a dirty word. You know what I mean? <laughs> but nonetheless, you just you don't do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it it all started out of that, and it, it's 
kept on going with that. But yes, man, the convention is here. I have the convention badges from last year here on a lanyard because we do these awesome collectible badges. But literally, there's three rules on the back of the badge. These are the collectible badges. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, there's three rules on the back of the badge. Number one, no repro. That's it. Number two, do not stalk, harass, shame, start drama, steal, scam, or cuss anyone out. Be civil. And number three, have fun. Those are the rules for ICC. Code. Very cool. Those should be enough rules for everyday general life. Yes. The problem is, is for some reason, people forgot those simple rules. But I'm a pretty big dude, and I got 32 security guards, so we <laughs> institute those rules. <laughs> be nice or we pummel you. <laughs> That's it, man. Well, we, we'll take you outside, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Nobody has to see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they make tinted windows, man, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Um, so the... Uh, um, I think through the course of the conversation, we've kind of covered a lot of the updates that I was going to give. Um, you've been the social's been real active for you lately, which has uh, been cool. Been seeing all the awards. You've posted the cosplay, the video game, the swag, Droid Builder awards. Uh, love seeing the patches. Uh, you've been dropping those on social lately. Uh, oh, I'm looking forward to ICC the flamethrower. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> I love that man. That is awesome. <laughs> I had those the first year, but they're all branded 2018. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you need to you need to take a, a, a cue from Kenner and just put a sticker over things. I know, you right? Know? <laughs> Dude, I was totally thinking about it. I cause I, I, I the the new ones they're wrapped, you know? So I was thinking if I could send them my old ones to wrap the new ones, but it's not a doable thing. Yeah. But I thought that would be hilarious, man. I did make at one point I made a transition sticker and it was technically because I screwed up the date on the sticker and I had like hundred and fifty of them. But I was like, this is the transition sticker, and it totally worked out because it had, like, the old logo with the new date. So, I, you know, I botched it, worth it more? in the perfect way. <laughs> Excellent. That's, That's awesome. hilarious. Um, and then the only other thing we haven't talked about uh, in terms of updates is uh, really liked seeing what you had on there about the trolley. That's a very cool um, extra yeah. service. You don't have to add, but you still you still did. And parking is one of those things that, you know, people that can be one of those things at cons that's just a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. I mean, besides it being a pain, it'll run you, what, $45 minimum in any of the major cities. Right. I mean, $45 even in Nashville. At the, at the actual hotel, it's super cheap because I put in a thing where I was like, listen, my one of my tent poles is free parking and they're like we can't do free parking and i'm like well you're gonna have to do it cheap so i think it's like eight bucks or nine bucks for parking on site at the hotel so wow. it's whatever but i also got a corporate business center across the street see corporate things are good for some but i got a corporate <laughs> business center across the street that's closed on saturday and sunday so i can have people park there for free they're giving me leniency to let people park there and then i'm going to run a trolley back and forth from that parking lot so people can still have free parking which means free parking in nashville tennessee which is insane it's insane it's like saying free parking in new york or la or chicago or nashville has grown so much in the past 10 years that it's starting to get up there with those big big cities but it's still very nice, very safe, full of families, 
And but as far as expensive, I mean, yeah, I know for a fact I went down to a con that was downtown uh, in Nashville, and it cost me forty five dollars to park, and that was just for a day. I mean, you go to a con for three days, shoot, you're looking at what two hundred dollars? Yeah, by the time you're done with it, dang. Yeah, when we went to the we went to the big one in Chicago uh, back in nineteen, and um, because of our line of work, we're in and out of Chicago every so often, and and I hate driving in that city as it is. So uh, <laughs> Scruffy and I actually took the train in from Indiana, and uh, we were staying at one of the affiliated hotels, and thankfully they had motor coaches. You know, oh, nice. They were running, running back and forth, so we didn't have to pay for that parking. But I've stayed in Chicago before, having to pay that parking. Even at, mm-hmm. even staying at a hotel that you're, that has parking, it was like fifty five a night. You know. Yeah, and, I, I had my truck, and it was fifty five dollars a night, and I stayed at the host hotel at that. Yeah, event. I mean it's just ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DB Scruffy, do you have any other questions? Yeah, did we sell enough rooms to uh, own the hotel for the night? Yes, absolutely. There will be bands in the courtyard till 10 p.m. and the bar will be open till 3 a.m. Yes. Awesome. What's going to be the movie under the stars? (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, it's Rogue One because everybody voted on it, but I wanted it to be Spaceballs because it was Rogue One last year. Spaceballs would have been awesome. I know, right? Right. Talk about merchandising. I voted for Rogue One, but I would have... Spaceballs? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. But that's all right. Rogue One will put on it, man. To tell you the truth, it was a little bit cold last year because we did it at the beginning of April. Um, so now it'll be nice and warm Tennessee night, man. It'll be awesome. Excellent. And also, you know, everybody's always like, you got a bar for outside? And it's like, no, man, but do you have a pocket? And did you go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, the kind of show it is. You know, we want you to have a nice time. Just be nice to people, and it'll all be fine. Right that's on. Good. Right on. Um, well, thank you for again for being on the show. We really appreciate it, Mike. And um, for all of our guests, uh, for being on the show, uh, you now become an honorary member of the uh, Brown Squadron. Um, so your designation is Brown 10. And uh, you get a call sign as well. And uh, we took kind of a team vote and we decided on your call sign being Kenner. Kenner. I'll take Kenner, it. That's a good is, one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man. Thank uh, you. So welcome to the squad. We really appreciate it. All right. It. I'll take it. You have yeah, an Imperial yeah. in your mists. That's okay. Uh, it's, uh, all of, it's all about getting yeah. along. We never, you know, <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, perfect for my yang yang patch. You see the yang yang patch? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very cool. Very cool. All, all together. That's the game. Um, so for collection corner, real quick, we'll just make it brief, guys. Did you add anything to your collections this week? I did pick up. Uh, I think it's like twenty-two by thirty-four Clone Wars poster, so that I can get some autographs on that. Ashley, um, Matt Lautner, and. Um, and um James Arnold Taylor. Yeah, James, James Arnold. Yes, James Arnold Taylor, yep. So I'm pretty excited about that. Because, you know, they're affordable now. I don't yeah. have to I don't have to drop big cash for all the autographs I want to get. And you know the, they've uh, never signed in the same place together? Never done really? photo ops together? All three of them? Wow. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Those are the kind of things I shoot for too. 
Like, why not? You see that logo? It's cool. Absolutely. <laughs> All three of them on it there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. yes. But yeah, they've never actually signed or take, taken pictures together ever. All three of them. Wow, that's cool. And you've got them. Excellent. Yeah, them. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get that autograph. That's going to be cool. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to do that now, Scruff. I'm going to have to go out and get that poster. Because I'm going to be right yeah. there in line with you anyway. I might as well have my poster ready. Absolutely. It's got <laughs> to be done. Excellent. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to what I picked up. Please it's do. Already fr- it's already framed, so it doesn't come all rolled up, and i got to try and figure out how to lay it out <laughs> so they can sign it without uh, rolling up on them. Yeah, send me oh, that yeah, link. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else, Scruff? No, that's pretty much it for the week. DB, did you add anything this week? Uh, the only thing I added this week was a Funko Pop for my uh, daughter's 11th birthday. I got her uh, uh, a Mando and and Grogu uh, Funko Pop. Nice. So, I mean, you know, eventually it'll end up in the man cave, you know, but <laughs> we'll let her keep it in her room for a while. <laughs> really? really? You're going to steal, steal your kid's Funko Pop? Damn straight. <laughs> What <laughs> the heck's wrong with you, man? Oh, we haven't got time to go into that. Right. How about true, you, Brown true, Leader? True. You got anything new this week? No, didn't add anything, but I did get the confirmation email from uh, Entertainment Earth that the Glow in the Dark Mando has been shipped. So that's cool, man. Oh, that thing yeah. looks kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I want, I, I want that, but I gotta, I gotta settle things down over here for a little bit. <laughs> You gotta start a new, new storage bin. Mike, did you add anything to your any of your collections? Yeah, man, I got that uh, Reese's Pieces bottom <laughs> yep. of a box top, and I got the uh, Mexican comic book. That's Those awesome. are my big ones this year. I want to read that. I, I want to read that. Yeah, man, it was. I think it should be essentially the same one that was released up here, but just in Spanish. That's okay. I read Spanish. Oh, we can do this. Yeah. No, you can oh, check it out, awesome. dude. I got lots of Spanish stuff. I'm really oh. into like. Argentinian, Mexican, Lily Letty, all that stuff. I got it all. Okay, well, oh, we know. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a crazy person with that. I even got like the, you used to have to get these little cards inside the bubble gum back in the day, and then you could stick them. Remember, we used to have them here kind of things, but you could stick them on the paper pages in a magazine, a certain magazine, and you would buy the cards, remember? Mm-hmm. And you yes. buy the card packs, and they would yes. be all stickers, and they would stick in the magazine in certain parts. And they're the Star Wars movies in Spanish with all the stickers. Oh, how cool is you, that? Yeah, you'd love that one, man. Because it's probably like, I don't know, 300 stickers. Like, you had to be dedicated. Oh. The kid was dedicated, you know? And right. I got it. It's done. And it's so, one of so, the very few complete ones out there. After the convention, we all get to go to your house and look at your collection? Is that what Yeah, I mean? sure, man. I wish. <laughs> yeah. No. You got to be on the leadership team for that. You got to work all year. Get in we'll there, talk man. about I'll it next you. year. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, all right, and then for Star Wars news, we're going to kind of skip over that this week, um, and just I uh, wanted to try something new, which was uh, we're going to post a question on Twitter tomorrow, uh, and have uh, Twitter followers answer, and then we'll follow up next week. But I wanted to pose the question to everyone here first. In uh, this is going to be a completely off topic from what we've been on tonight, but uh, Bad Batch season one. Um, Sid, or as we like to call her on this show, Roz, gave all of the Bad Batch nicknames except for Echo. 
So, in season two, if she gives him a nickname, what do you think that nickname will be? I'm still thinking about that. That's going to take me some time to come up with something. Yeah, I'll answer that next week. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, did you have anything? Screwdriver hand. Screwdriver hand. (laughs) There we go. Or Swiss Army knife. Swiss Um, Army clone. That'll be it. Swiss Army clone. Swiss Army clone. Um, I was thinking based on how she's called everybody, bandana, goggles. um, I was thinking stereo because of the headset he's wearing all the time. But... uh, It'd be cool if she called him Lobot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Slaps the reference on him like that. Mm Mm-hmm. She reminds me of a friend of mine, Lobot. Yeah. Yeah, you quality. I'd take it. Yeah, I'd yeah. Also so, say, yeah. I was going to say Tool, but that probably wouldn't go over well on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Disney Plus is adding, you know, I, I logged in tonight and it asked, uh, I had to put my password in again because it's asking for uh, if I want any of the profiles to be, everything was rated TV 14 and it's, uh, they're now having TV MA for Mature. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, because they're yeah. adding, well, they're adding Daredevil and uh, Netflix's Daredevil and all that to the catalog. So um, definitely makes me wonder what's going on. But yeah, um, so you never know. <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah. But uh, maybe it won't be out of the question for them. But um, okay. Well, we'll, uh, like I said, I'll post that tomorrow and we'll get on, uh, we'll, next episode, we will read off the answers from lovely Twitter because we know Twitter loves to. Uh, answer questions (laughs) all right Uh, before we go uh, Mr. Michael Havens thank you for joining us tonight on the show Um, let our listeners know where they can find all of the information on about ICCC and Imperial Commissary yeah, for sure. I'll run it all down for you. The easiest website is probably imperialcommissary.com. That'll have everything about the website, the podcast, the Facebook groups, all that stuff. If you want to check out the Facebook groups, they're on facebook.com, obviously. But uh, just type in Imperial Commissary. Um, the reason why it's called that, if you didn't know, it's because of the Imperial Navy, obviously. But also because the commissary is where people in the Army actually go to buy stuff. So that's why we called it that, the Imperial Commissary. Um, but you can check out the Imperial Commissary pages. You could search it on Google, ICCC, Imperial Commissary, IC Nashville. If you're trying to find us on any social media, it's at ICCC Nashville. Um, you can search Mike Haven's Star Wars. I'll come up because I'm that obnoxious. Um, <laughs> but anything like that, any way you could find it, Convention Nashville, ICCC Nashville, Star Wars Nashville, any of that stuff is going to get you there. Um, the Imperial Commissary is a Facebook group. It's a closed group, so it's difficult to get in. You can't get in with a profile under a year old, but that's why you guys have had safe experiences. You know what I mean? It's We're, we're excessive with uh, getting in, but if you do get in, it's the best place in the world for Star Wars. <clears throat> um what else convention podcast i don't know you want my trucking company <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pl- if you want to plug it go right ahead. interstar logistics no one can use me unless you have a giant manufacturing facility because i only only move sealed containers um icgalleries.com if you like contemporary art from latin america and africa i'm your guy <laughs> i'm all over the place fellas that's just the way i am um, no, but for Star Wars, just stick to icnashville.com 
or very cool. And there's still tickets available for the convention. Yes, there are still tickets available. There's some VIPs left. There's some general admissions left. There are no tables or anything like that. I promise. Um, there's already a waiting list with way too many people on it that are never going to get tables already. I'm right. sorry. I will find somewhere bigger or something. I promise. All right. <laughs> well, I, I get a lot of comments, man, and a lot of emails, yeah. and people. People really don't believe you when you say you're out of tables. <laughs> they always think there's like, hey, man, but come on, dude, we're friends. And it's like, bro, I swear, it's got nothing to do with that. It's physical space. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but Everybody's- thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me pitch the ICCC. I appreciate you coming down even more, and I appreciate you telling your friends even more. But I also really appreciate that you do a cast like this because it's super important. So uh, I'll shut up now. You do your lead outs, and then, uh, I'm ready to go. But I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. DB, it looked like you had a question real quick. Oh, no. I was I was going to say, I hope we can uh, do a little podcasting while we're there, and maybe you can take a few minutes and join us if we do a live show or at least Yeah, absolutely. Snippet. I'm more than happy to. Have you guys talked to Jim Mormon by any chance? I have not. Um, that's next Good. on my list to do for sure. Reach out to Jim, and if he has a spot in the podcast room, he can get you a uh, time on the stage so you can even go on the live stream and stuff, guys. Oh, very cool. But I don't know what what he's doing. That has nothing like – that's the reason why things are sectioned, because (laughs) if I just say, yeah, sure, it'll all be screwed up. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to uh, Hyperspace Heroes. Uh, If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can uh, reach us on the big three social media. You can reach us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Um, or you can even leave a shout out to us uh, voicemail on anchor.fm we broadcast on all the major streaming services if you'd like to leave us a review we would appreciate that and uh, yeah with that uh, let's get out of here tonight guys Um, uh, we appreciate you listening tonight we appreciate having Michael Havens on as our guest star tonight and uh, this is Brown Leader signing off and you've been listening to Hyperspace Heroes that's yeah, no moon. moon, no moon. <laughs> <laughs>